What up, everyone? Welcome to Run 3 of the Spotlight Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you to everyone who's been listening to so far. Uh, welcome to our new listeners. What's up? Like uh, Inside Array said, thank you guys for always tuning in. Uh, we hope more of you guys do. And yeah, just thank you. Yeah, and uh, we got a special guest here today, my fellow crewmate, very good friend of mine. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yo, what's up? This is uh, B-Boy Curious from uh, My 180 Crew. Yep. Good to have you in the house. How's everything going with you? Um, pretty good, pretty good. Just got back in town from a little trip. I was in South America for a month. Uh, you were Harlem Globetrotting. Yeah, I was working out there as the MC for the Harlem Globetrotters. It was a, a unique, interesting experience, but uh, let's just say it's really good to be back home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, welcome back, welcome back. Uh, let's not waste any time. Another person who just got home next. Uh, yeah. Where were you, bro? I was in Herlin, Netherlands, Holland, for oh, IBE. Yeah, it's nice. I like it. How was IB? How was IB? We've seen the footage. It looked really fresh. It looked really hype. Uh, seemed like a lot of good people were out there doing a lot of good things. How was your experience from your perspective? Uh, my experience about... Well, it had been a few years. It had been like four or five years since I've gone back to IB. And it had been like three years since I last went to Europe. So catching up with a lot of old friends was always fun. Guys that I haven't seen in a while. Um, you know, that, that to me was by far the best part of the event, but that's personal. Now, as far as the event itself, the actual, uh, like, content, the actual content of the event, the actual what happened, uh, it's changed a lot. It's changed a lot. I, I saw, I saw a big difference. Uh, the biggest one, the... the biggest one being that there's no more all battles all. Oh, yeah. I think that was kind of a staple of IB. It's a little disappointing that that's kind of disappeared. I mean... Not to me, not if you ask So me. you didn't feel like that was... <laughs> no, I didn't care about that. I mean, for me, I mean, obviously for the younger kids out there that want to be entertained, that yeah. don't mind sitting 12 hours in the same place, same freaking... I, in I, that to, regard, yeah. In that regard, like to me, I'm like, that was, for me, it was not really why I enjoyed IB. I always said, I used to say, I'd be like, yeah, day one is the best, day two is the worst. Now day the way, the well, back then, in my opinion, now it's great, I love it, like... Uh, day one is exactly the same where you go to all these places at all these different venues all these different events going on which is pretty awesome the only bad thing about it is that sometimes you want to be at two or three places at once oh, so yeah. you miss out on that so that that's kind of unfortunate I'm used to that with like big festivals in general which yeah. is like a big music there, there's different stages there's different stages so, exactly like that. so basically on that end you can see exactly the same way we have they, they have these stages and you just have to pick and choose the best part in my opinion was the folk the uh the B-Boy Dojo, B-Boy B-Girl Dojo, the Focus Footwork Battle, they had their own, their, their own area, it was outdoors, it was really dope. Um, so wait, 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 what was that? It was a Focus, footwork battle, so Focus Footwork Battle, but the area was called the B-Boy B-Girl Dojo. You know, as you know, they, they have, have the website, the website, website yeah, bboydojo.com. What's pretty dope. Bboydojo.com, it's kind of like uh, it, it's a place, of tutorials. Yeah, tutorials, Q and A's. It's really dope. I actually did yeah, a feature on it. We, actually, yeah, it definitely worked the look. If you guys haven't, uh, bboydojo.com, check it out. But that area was super fresh. Uh, Heartbreakers had an area, the Heartbreak Hotel. It was good. It was dope. I liked it. Um, at first, they had uh, some panels. They had some workshops. Paul and uh, Felix actually taught a workshop there at the Heartbreak Hotel. At the Heartbreak Hotel, I, I kind of left that area because there was so much going on afterwards everywhere else. But in the end, it actually got pretty dope. Like it was, it was live. So I actually did enjoy it. Um, I went to the R16 area. It's probably the one I enjoy the least. Um, I went there just to go and rep. I was I was dancing. I, I went to dance, but so how are these areas separated? Is there it's like in the city? It's different venues in the city. Everything going on. How how distant are they? Uh, you could say it could be a block or it could be two blocks, maybe even three blocks. They kind of take over the whole city. Yeah, they take. I mean, it's a small city, but they do take over it. Honestly, it's like taking over Universal. Okay, that's right. probably as big as it is. Just imagine one Universal. I mean, for us. For right, someone right. out there, imagine going to a theme park and then you're yeah. just walking There's almost the about the same distance. Is the city bigger than uh, the city where they used to walk? Uh, Outbreak? Because um, we well, kind of take over the city for that too. We do, but, but everything everything is in the same yeah, area. Yeah. With with I would say from the looks of it, Slovakia or, ba- or Baskavistrika may be a little bit bigger. But it's because for us, we have everything in the same place. For them, it's all separated. So we've never really, really had to the explore city. the city like that. You get me? Can I just say something about that? I was at IBE last year. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so, I mean, I wasn't there this year, but I'm pretty sure it's the same kind it, of format. It was format. about the same format. And it, it's, it's funny that you guys said the word festival earlier because that's what it is. Like, it's not a jam. It's like a it's festival. festival. So it, it feels unique onto its own. Like, because you're there and it feels like a music festival, but you have the different venues that you walk to and... 
different things you can see. And I, I don't know. I think it's a really, really cool vibe because it's it's more of a it's a fun time. Like IBE is just a a real party atmosphere. Like everyone's having a good time. There's music blasting 24/7 from like dancehall reggae to like house music to like old school hip hop. And then the after parties are all themed. And uh, it's just a real festival kind of vibe, which is not like a not like your typical b-boy jam. Yeah. And I think that the all battles all not being there makes it more of a festival, and it gets everybody a little bit more involved instead of everyone just going to watch, you know, all battles. So you're all okay with them. that no longer being a part of it? Yeah, I, I think it's cool, and I think it's cool if they could do it a few years without it. You know, that way there's new blood because people are tired of seeing the same people every year. You take it out for like another, you know, three, four years, and then all of a sudden, like, all the all battles all back. You know, if you're, if you're into marketing, that's the smartest thing. Yeah, like the 20th year Just to touch on, I think some of the most memorable moments at IBE are all versus all battles, looking yeah. back. Well, that was just some of the most memorable moments yeah. within the, the... But our scene has changed a lot, too. You yeah. get me? So that, that has a lot to do with it as well. Maybe for the 20-year anniversary, you never know. Let um, me ask you this real quick, because I know I was with you at Outbreak Europe last year. I, I got off one stop too late for IBE and got... Story, so I didn't catch you at IBE. But how would you c- compare the two jams? Because you got to experience Outbreak Europe, which we had a lot of fun at. Uh, then you went over to IBE and got to experience that. What are some of the differences? And um, I, I don't really want to say which one is better because they're, they're obviously both good in different ways. But what are the differences between those two jams for someone looking to that only has a chance to maybe go to one? Yeah, so, no, they're, they're both really dope. Uh, I, but I think Outbreak is like a more of a it's a it's a Really, really good b boy jam. You know what I'm saying? It's it, the focus. So Europe is actually a jam. It's a, it's a jam. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be one building. You know, you're going to go inside or outside. There's going to be ciphers, 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 ciphers. You know, two on two battles, prelims, whatever. It, it, it's a jam. A really, really dope jam. If you haven't gone to Outbreak Europe, I've gone twice. Most amazing time. The after parties for there over there are really serious in Eastern Europe. You know, be about that life. Uh, but no, it's it's a, it's a really good time, and it's a real it's a real good hip hop. Jam, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I feel like IBE is more of a, a festival as far as they include a lot of, uh, you know, locking, uh, new style, uh, house music. Like, one of my, honestly, last year I was there, and one of the, the best times I had, I was watching the, I think it was called Breaking Down the House. It was like a little two-on-two they had with like a b-boy and a house dancer, and it was a blend and a mix. And Wait, where is this? Is this? This was the IBE. Okay. And, and and it worked out, you know what I'm saying? And, and it was cool that it's, uh, generally speaking, uh, I'm, I'm not too much of a fan of mixing in, like, uh, all styles and style. stuff like that. Like, I'm a b-boy, you know, I want to go to a jam and see a b-boy jam, you know. But at IBE, since it's so big and it's so spread out, and they don't have to stop the flow of it to go, okay, now we're going to have the popping battle, okay, now we're going to have the locking battle. Like, you just conscious. have the freedom, yeah, to go anywhere you want, and... It, it, it's a really cool vibe. It's a really cool vibe, and it kind of just we've flows. had to talk about this. Uh, maybe you could touch on it some more. The all style scene here in the states is kind of yeah. hard to digest. It's hard. It's as as a b boy, it's hard to some, some, for something to like Whack. to embrace it, yeah. for lack of a better word. Yeah. But when I go to literally like anywhere outside the U.S., even all the way up to Montreal, yeah. uh, the people I vibe with the most are sometimes what we would call all styles dancers. They wouldn't call themselves that. Yeah. But. In Europe, the the scene uh, mixes much better. It's a bit more digestible as a b boy. In Montreal, I get the same vibe. So, can you touch on that? Because I mean, you've had that talk with me before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like for some reason in Europe, like, and I wouldn't say all style because they don't even do that. That's like yeah, an American that's a word thing. They we, separate yeah, yeah. it into locking, popping, you know, house. New style crunk or whatever it is like they they separate it. they don't just go hey we're just gonna play some random music and just do anything you can that doesn't make any sense there's no structure to that but for, I feel like there's something uh, really organic about like the kids in Europe when you see them house or and it looks like they really learned on the street or in clubs as compared to like if you go to like a hip hop international here or something like that monsters of hip hop where it seems like very cookie cutter studio like. Like, these kids learned in a dance studio. I don't know. It just doesn't, I for think, me, it doesn't blend. It I don't think they blend. embrace breaking more outside of the U.S. Like, when you see these different styles dancing, they, they kind of vibe with you on the same level. They look at yeah. you as, as a fellow dancer and things like that. Whereas yeah. here... Well, I want to cut in and say something. I just yeah, really ahead, think they embrace culture more. Yeah. They yeah. embrace the arts. I love yeah. what Curious said about, like, they're not trying to do all these 100 different things at once. Like, they... 
they respect each individual art form for what it is, and they want to be the best that they can at it. You know? so, so let me ask you this, Max, because yeah. you you had a pretty strong stance with um, with different styles of dance and things like that within our community. Yeah. Uh, would you agree with what we just said? Kind of like oh uh, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, styles being I, it's not that I more dis- digestible. Outside it, it's of not that I dislike all styles. Is that I dislike the ignorance and the massacre of certain styles here in the United States. You know, especially yeah, popping and locking, they're dying. Those two styles are dying because of this new wave of old style dancers that think they pop and lock. But in reality, they just do crap. Yeah. That that that's sad, you know. When I see that, but when I go to Europe and I see what they're doing, they, they're they're alive and well over there. Yeah, you know? it's refreshing. I like it's, yeah, it's definitely like, oh, I'm glad, I'm glad. Some people I feel like they're it. one of us. And honestly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then if we say something here, you know, it's so like commercialized that you get all these little minions running at you. As far as like, oh, you're just old. Oh, you don't let it evolve. It's not evolving; it's dying. Yeah, I personally don't me? have too big of a problem with them, but I do see where you're coming from. Well, I got a problem a with anybody killing culture. <laughs> the one thing I like, especially about, like, you know, our hip hop. The one yeah, thing yeah. I like about the all styles and all that stuff is that they bring girls to jam too. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot you of hip hop international, all you see is a bunch of little thirteen year old girls. Oh, is that no, your taste? No, no, no. Come on, bro. You know what I'm talking about. Don't, don't try to make me pedophile. <laughs> on I don't know, man. But I, I'm was just just, I was just that outbreak. No, I was just that IBE. You guys know what's up. You guys been to Albright Europe. You guys yeah, know what's girls up. Come out when I went to Battle of the Year, so. when I went to Battle of the Year, I saw girls dressed in their finest Friday night clothing. Yeah. Come on, like uh, maybe in the US, America, yeah. So what's exactly. up with that, America? So it's, it's a US thing. Step but on up. Should we have to go to the all style events in the US <laughs> to see like ten more girls? <laughs> it's, it's definitely a cultural thing that goes. Yeah, it's a cultural thing think, because uh, they do appreciate it more. I don't want to knock America because I I do represent when it comes to hip hop the USA. But we have a lot to learn. So can I go day two now? Day two? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's we're, right. We're still, you we're still on day one? Wow. Yeah, we're still to, on day one. To, Curious to over here. Yeah, we didn't get any results in or anything. So no, so day two this time happened where uh, where the UK Championships qualifier used to be. They didn't have that this year. So that's where all the finals took place. Was there any reason for that? Uh, is well, UK champ still fine? No, they're well. I guess not this year. I don't know what's going on. They might not have it this year, from what I've heard. Oh, that's a legendary gym. Yeah, it's 20 year anniversary this year, and it might not go down, which kind of sucks. Oh, 20 years, you know. So this year they had the uh, the freestyle session qualifier. They had uh, R16 qualifier. They had the undisputed qualifier. They had uh, what else did they have? Oh, they had a seven to smoke crew on crew edition. That was pretty fun. Do you want to go through some of these winners? Yes, uh, let me just mention some winners. For let's start off with. Uh, Seven to Smoke was won by Team Japan. It's kind of hard to explain how it worked, but it was fun. You'll see the footage. There was teams. It was teams. Yeah, it was like squads. Oh, it was who? Japan. What's the? F- I-, I believe it was. Who France. was repping for Japan? Ah, uh, Shigeki. Um, oh man, that kid. A lot of guys, man. Uh, I, I, I don't. I, at this moment in time, it'll be kind of Katsu was there. It'll be kind of hard for me to give you all the names of like seven, eight guys. But uh, yeah, they killed it. Yeah, she gets killed it. Yeah. They killed I it. I saw that um, kid like Holland. Holland was representing Japan, and I knew that. Yeah, he's only thirteen. Can you believe that? He's yeah, only thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So the matter of he's time, he didn't come yet. Golden child. Um, so yeah, so that was great. Um, oh, they had the armless battle. Thesis won that. Basically, a battle where you can't use your arms, and you know he got some stuff, so he put it together pretty <laughs> I can well. See that. Um, then we had uh, Russia. Russia beat uh, Hustle Kids. Oh, for the three on three, they're coming to freestyle session. It was, was Chirito, Akalil, and um, Robin. Damn, Robin. So that was that was a squad. Uh, I definitely, I, I was there. I was right next to the judges, and I felt that like Russia won that one. It was, it was a good who battle. was repping for Hustle Kids? Hustle Kids. It was who? It was Meno, Cisco, and last guy. It just kind of left my mind right now. I'll Shane. come back to that. I believe it was Shane. Maybe not. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. So, sorry about that, Hustle Kids. Heavy hitters, heavy hitters. Heavy hitters, for sure. They had their ace squad. Yeah, it was a good battle. Uh, So, they had that. um, Undisputed, one-on-one. Sunny. Sunny came through. Yeah, Sunny came through. Shout out to Sunny. Yeah, shout out to Soul Mavericks. Soul Mavericks. Renegade, shout out to my brother Renegade out there. They, he killed it. He he was, he had one of the best rounds of the night. And one of the best battles of the night versus uh, Ratten from Brazil. I did see that. That was a battle. That That was a hot battle. battle. Yeah, yeah, that was a super hot battle. So, um, yeah, one thing about it that with all these battles at the same place, the same venue, it kind of did drag a little bit. I mean, it was like 13 hours of battles. By the time the finals came about, 
So people well, it happens if you got, happens, if you yeah. got a, uh, an event at that level. With the, of that magnitude with so many different categories. But the good thing is if you feel like stepping out, I'm sure there was like yeah, the outside area was, yeah, going they, on or something. They had, um, they had an outside area that was really dope because now what they did is they kind of built like a marketplace. Like If you guys remember how Outbreak used to be with the outside area, yeah. kind of like that. Probably probably bigger because they have more space and it was dope. I mean, you, you have people just cut, like, yeah, get a haircut. Shout out to my boy Spin, Spin yeah, Colombia. Yeah. So shout out to him. Uh, and me and uh, well, not me, me and well, it was me, Dizzy, Nick, formerly Just Do It, Rocks and Renegade were in the panel discussion together. As far as it's a judging system needed. It was a good panel. So was there a lot of disagreement there, things like that? Uh, well, the thing is that we're all representing undisputed, so it wasn't really about disagreement. It was just about our point of views. Because you've been very vocal. About yeah, I'm always going to be against the Disney system. Yeah, the name of it. Uh, the the uh, art system. Art system. Yeah. Did you express that in the moment? Yeah, of course I had to because I'm not going to lie awkward? about my beliefs. Did uh, did you guys come close to fighting? No, no, no. It was it was respectful. It was respectful. You know, um, I, I was very solid with my points, of course. Um, I felt bad a little bit sometimes because I guess a lot of people were kind of siding more with what I was saying. Did you feel like oh, siding more with you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, gotcha. but my my points, I think, on, on that are very solid as far as not even against the art system, but it's not about the system of judging. It's about creating a system of who's judging. That's my opinion on that. We need to educate our judges a little bit better, and we need to be educated ourselves on who should judge. And who Do you should think not. there should be certification for judges? Like, you know what? For the bigger events, they should be. Yes, for the for not the bigger more events, formal, it like be. licensing certification. That's corny, but yeah, no, like but, just but like who the guys exactly. are exactly. And in a way, there is, but there's not. There is because you know we're not getting Joe Small to judge these big events. Well, some people are, but maybe we should. I, I, I. And it's not about me or that guy or this guy. One of the propositions that I said is like, hey, guys, speaking about the Undisputed team, because we are a team, I said, guys, how about before every Undisputed event, everybody has a vote. Everybody, because we do have a judges committee. So everybody in the judges committee says, hey, guys, these are the guys. Like, say Outbreak Europe. Say my team, Outbreak Europe, is like, hey, guys, so for the Undisputed, I'm thinking of these judges. Well, everybody in the committee with a vote can vote. And if it's a majority vote... As yes. a vote to who can judge. Yes. And so you present some names. Yeah, we present the names, and they, if they approve, then they can judge. If one of them is not approved, then we go back to formula to maybe say, okay, we replace him with this guy. Because I feel that if we're going to do something bigger, then one of the best aspects of it, especially because it's competition, undisputed, is let's start with really having the best judges possible. So I just want to give a shout out to Tyrone, to Mario, and the staff of IBE. Thank you guys for the great hospitality. It was it was awesome. I also did a talk show for the UDEF to represent for UDEF along with our Cracker Sacks, Joe Rock for Massive, Cross, and Moy. So that was great. We had a great turnout for that. Uh, thank you, Silverback, uh, B-Boy Events, and UDEF for getting us out there for that. And um, yeah, let's move on. Once again, Tyrone, shout-outs to you guys. Uh, shout-outs to IBE. If you guys haven't gone, American B-Boys, definitely start saving your money. Outbreak and IBE are back-to-back, so spend the best two weeks of your life out there. Yeah, that is probably the best time to go. All right, so let's move forward a little bit. Um, you guys just, just worked together on a blog that's going to be published on RedBullBC1.com uh, very soon. And it's a blog that focuses on, and it's Florida b-boy history, not just Central Florida, or is it just Central Florida? No, just Orlando. Actually. Just Orlando. Yeah, history right, of Orlando. So Orlando yeah. The history of Orlando's scene, and uh, Q, you can probably speak on that better than a lot of people uh, being both within it and observing it for a very long time. And there's one thing that I think a lot of people, I don't know if you guys touched on it in the blog, but I think there's a, a lot of people aren't aware of something that occurred in Florida. I'm not sure exactly what year it was, but it was kind of the, the prime of the street breaks era. And I think there was a lot of talent that kind of was in the same place at the same time vibing. And can you just touch on that era from, from the Orlando scene specifically? Uh, yeah, honestly, I would what say... What that was? Well, I would say from maybe like 2002 to uh, about 2007 was a was a prime like golden run at this show called Street Breaks, which is at Universal Studios. And uh, we talk about it on the blog a bit because that really helped the scene out a lot because we already had you know a good young scene here in Orlando. But at that time, that people who started that Street Breaks show, you know, the main guys came from up from Miami was like um, Legacy, Flea, and Heps, you know. And uh, I don't know if, you know, you got those, those names speak for themselves. If you don't know, ask somebody, you know what I'm saying? The Triple Threat from Miami. And uh, those guys were, you know, just crazy and, and ahead of their time. And they came, they actually ended up moving to Orlando. And then because of that show, like, 
more and more talent started moving into work at Orlando because it was full time, you know, jobs breaking. So after Legacy and Flea and Heps, you had people like you know Venom and Cloud come in from Tampa. Uh, you had Incredible Josh move in. You had Technique come. You know they hired uh, Beast Mode. You know from my crew, eventually Mind 180. Eventually, every member of Mind 180 got. I got hired. Curious, you know, Kuso, React, and then you have all these people working together. And even it got to a point where uh, Speedy came from Unique Styles, and then eventually Milky came from Texas, from Masters of Mayhem, and Keeps came. Uh, Luigi got hired, so you gotta imagine every day at work it was four guys a day, sometimes five, six people would just jump in. It was a combination of like you know like Legacy, Flea, Heps, Cloud, Venom, Incredible Josh, Curious, you know Kuso, uh, Lego, and Rudy Goblin would come up, you know, um, d- during the summertime and live in Orlando as well. Zeno lived here from Flipside Kings. Like you had all these like just the the best b boys in the state, basically, and even best b boys coming from out of state all moved to Orlando and all of us were training together, practicing after work together, practicing during work together and everybody pushed each other. So I think that was a main, an important time, I guess, in, in Orlando history because that's when the scene got hyped. And I could I could speak on my own for my crew, for my 180, because we were younger at the time and, you know, every day going into work and listening to someone like, or just watching Flea dance or watching Cloud dance and just getting, you know, advice and stuff, learning from those guys, uh, learning from, you know, Rudy Goblin, learning from Lego, like, every day was like, wow, you know what I'm saying, so they, those guys influenced our crew a lot, and it helped us when we started going, you know, competing worldwide, definitely. Yeah. I would even say further, you said that had a big impact on the Orlando scene, the names you mentioned, and the fact that they pushed themselves and got to a higher level, I think that had a big impact on the whole world scene, considering a lot of those people you mentioned are very influential in a lot of styles all over the world, uh... I think it was kind of a catalyst to the development of breaking in general and Florida's impact on breaking. Definitely. I want to I wanna contribute to that as well because what he said is obviously 100% true. Because I lived here from 05. I moved out here. But remember what they said, it was like what's going on in street breaks, meaning for themselves, which was great. But around that time, that's when I moved out here in Opera Outbreak, Evolution, all these yeah, civil wars. So up. obviously, that's where all that mm-hmm. talent basically started going to all the events as well you get me and uh, that's when everything circulated and it really to me personally from 05 to 07 probably the best time in breaking period in the United States since the community built yeah. meaning yeah. outside of the I 80s because Rocksteady was popping back yeah, then the anniversary was super dope I mean Jams and Cerro in, 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 in general were just amazing like it was like it was the era of the brand new old school yeah which was when a lot of a, a lot of individuals started really saying guys this is this is the boy breaking this. Right. And that's even like when, like me, I always tell people, I'm like, for four or five years of my life that I was breaking, I was a break dancer. I didn't know anything. But that whole era really kind of like put a lot of people on and it was just vibe. It was live, man. Yeah, and you had the... It was, it was dope. You had that crazy Commandos tour that the, Rocksteady did. Rocksteady and at that time, too. Rocksteady crew, really, the, the guys repping that was Legacy, Flea, Technique, Venom, all these guys were working at Universal Studios. And Luigi were down at that time. And Hex and Luigi came down. Yeah, Yeah, Luigi, you know, Luigi's a homegrown, you know, Orlando kid who, you know, was really nice, came to work and uh, with us and, you know, some kid that had a lot of nice tricks and everything. And Luigi is always funny. I always tell people he had the the best, one of the best years I've ever seen in my life. Like, 365 days, I saw him... Just from an average break dancer with a little bit of power moves to one of the most b boys in the world who was uh, getting he was getting his style bit already like people are already copying his style and dressing like him and doing his moves and like a year ago this was just a kid who just would come into street breaks on his days off to train and like he got he got with Hep's Fury and those two guys got busy man and he got he got really nice really 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 quick you know I saw it happen. In front of my eyes, from me giving like Luigi pointers and stuff, yo, you need to do this or that. To like, yo, yo, how you do that, yo? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it switched because that 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 kid got really really nice. But uh, and we saw it, and and it's really cool too because there was a second generation of guys like that came in a little bit later and that got influenced by some of the older guys. Like, I would speak for myself as well, but B boys like I would say like a Speedy from Unique Styles who came up. Uh, B boys like Milky Keeps. Like these guys already were established. B boys had their style. And we're already dope, but when they came here to Florida, they were working at Street Breaks. To Orlando. They, to Orlando, yeah. And they, they started working with somebody like Hep's Fury, who's the master. People don't know, he's the master of a lot of styles, man. He's 
he has a lot of kids in the game, but that so way. That's, yeah, yeah. See, you know what I'm saying? He's grandpa a lot uh, of styles. Who is the person that runs Street Breaks, just to give him a quick Uh Al Fuentes. Aurelio yeah. Fuentes. Flip Rock. Shout out to Al Fuentes. Yeah, he made a lot of things happen with that. So, and he's still doing it today. He's giving a lot yeah. of B-Boys work. And Street Breaks is still happening today, so if you ever find yourself at still happening. Universal Studios, you might run into a... Uh, a whole new generation now. of kids. Even even yeah. young guys were killing it now, like like Vicious Victor. You Vic know, is like, over there, you see him there, there, sweating <laughs> in the heat on that concrete. Yeah. But that concrete it did give birth to a lot of a lot of dope b boys. So you know, props to that. Props to that for sure. Cool, cool. So moving right along, the Orlando blog will be dropping on RedBullBC1.com next few days, I suspect. So keep an eye out for that if you want to hear more about the discussion we had just now. That should be very entertaining. And you mentioned Luigi. Shout out to Lou, uh, the best and the worst person I know. Bambino. <laughs> That's probably the best way to put it. We'll have him on the show in a, in a couple of weeks or so. And, uh, Bambino. Yeah, we're actually going to have a show fully dedicated to Red Bull BC1. I thought you were, were going to say fully dedicated to Luigi. I mean, uh, I mean, no, that was no, no, scary. We did much, say the best much. and the worst. <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> but yeah, we'll have him real soon. And then we will have a show fully dedicated to the BC1. Uh, we'll be recording it straight from the hotel, so we don't know what's going to happen then. Looking forward to that. Uh, moving right along. Q, you weren't going to dodge these. These are the five questions of the hot seat. Oh, it gets juicy uh, now. Uh-oh. We had them last week with yeah, Vic, but we kind of took it easy on Vic. We're know, not going to take it easy on you. He's a nice you know, guy. You're an older yeah. guy. You're a grown man. You can handle it. People hate yeah, me. Yeah. So, right. um, uh, just forget. Don't, don't forget. Whatever you say. It's not gonna stay in this room. It's not gonna yeah, stay in the spotlight. This is not Vegas. This is not Miami. This is the spotlight. This is a microphone, and we recording. are recording. All right, let's, let's but we are not forcing you. Yeah, you're not being forced at all. Yeah, and uh, we've got plenty of time, so you can explain yourself for all these. Uh, let's just get straight into it. All right, that's a question I like. In all of your experiences with international battles, and you've had quite a few. What judge do you least like seeing judge? Ah, this one. Okay. That's the one. Uh, that's a good one. That's why uh, we call it the hot seat. Uh, he's a, a female member of the X-Men. Ooh. I not say that much. Okay, wait, wait, wait. All right, so you're giving hints. Yeah. Uh, All right. I mean, if you can't get that, All right. you're He's not a He's a female version of the X-Men. So, for everybody out there, just think of the X-Men main character, the female versions. Yeah. Is it B-Boy Rogue? No, it's, it's, it's not. not Rogue. <laughs> it's not Rogue. It's not B-Boy Rogue. <laughs> Let's just move on. I think we got the drift. Can you I say why? Explain? Yeah, 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 of course. Of course. Say names. Go of ahead course. and say why. Um, well, you know, judging, everyone has their own like different uh, philosophies. And I particularly, uh, I mean, amazing guy, awesome guy, love to death. But, but I've just disagreed. When it comes to judging, I've disagreed. With him, you know, a few times on some jams where I was being judged personally, or my crew was, or just other things that I've seen on, you know, different videos or different jams, battles that I've seen. But there was one time in particular where we lost a battle in Korea, and we went up to him and we said, we, we were like, why? And his reason was, show me, I want to see something that I've never seen before. Show me something that I've never seen before. And, uh, you know, my crew, my 180, you know, we, we try to be kind of brand new old school. You know, we want to do some new stuff, but we want to keep it the dance traditional. We're not trying to be ultra original because we feel like we're leaving the dance. So, like, we want to look up to our pioneers. We want to dance how they dance and then add our own little bit of it, too, you know, to it. So, like, thinking on that philosophy, I mean, that's how I would like to judge. I'm not trying to, you know, invent something new all the time. And I can see maybe where he's coming from because... I mean, the guy has seen it all, you know? Yeah, I think Hep said it best one time. Uh, if he sees some shit that he can't do, he's probably going to give that more favor than the stuff he can't do. And the crazy part is he can pretty much do everything. Right. So, But here's, here's a perfect example of that. Like, I, I always think... I don't think certain things stand a test of time. For example, a perfect example of that, and I was there was uh, Pro-Am 2000 when Abstract battled Benji. Oh, man. That okay? And, and I was there, and to me, I, I was saying, like, listen. Was he judging? No, no, no. no. Okay, okay. No, but there, were other, the but there were other very important, notable judges that yeah, were judging it was, it was that, some, You know what's funny? You use that, not to cut you off, because right. 
Because I'm you know what? That. I'll tell you this. The reason I became a wack b-boy and not a real b-boy my first four years is a lot has to do with that. Genesis is on the first four years. Yes. Okay. Of course. <laughs> must. That's when I really didn't know what breaking was. I just really thought it was about moves. And one of the things that I used to use was that example. I was like, okay, you guys are telling me to do footwork and to do this and to do that. But the pioneers here are judging this battle. And Benji took out abstract. Benji took out flips. Benji took out Cloud, Josh, Cloud. Yeah. and Incredible Josh. So basically, four of the top East Coast guys in one jam, and that's when I said to myself, "Screw that! I want to do moves because that's what they judge them." Yeah, okay. and that's what happens real quick, and that's I think the biggest downfall of bad judging, uh, especially when these guys who represent a certain approach to the dance and represent the dance a certain way, when they go up there and they pick certain styles to beat certain other styles, the kids who don't know much uh, like you did that day assume that, oh, that's the way you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to put your foot behind your head and jump around. That's what wins. Not this guy doing foundation. My point on that was that like I was there watching that battle and you know I've, I'm Were from I'm from Florida. I'm from oh, Orlando. I was there. I'm a big abstract fan. But to me, I saw Benji do some crazy new stuff. And I was like, oh, Benji won that hands down. Like, he just took the energy of the room. Everyone saw it. He was doing something that was totally new. But does it stand the test of time? Now, I'm not I'm not trying to diss on Benji. I think Benji's dope. I think Benji's crazy now. His style has evolved, you know, a million times over. But when you watch the battle now, this guy is, like, taking his shoe off and chopping it in half. Like... And then r- jumping on his butt, like pretending he's shooting a gun. If you watch Abstract Round, that is fire. Yo, that is b-boying. That's yo, that that's is... what it is. The guy did the best round of his life, but it's like always like new scary. always beats old, and th- and that's not true, man. Like we need to define what this dance is. And honestly, I'm a person who I like the dance. I like I like freezes. Reverse power, move this way, move that way. I'm not a big fan of gimmicks. I'm not a big fan of you pulling your bandana down and acting like you're a cowboy, or you taking your shoes off and doing taking your shirts off. You know, like. But at the time, at the time, me being year two, year three of breakdancing, I was like, that's the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. But you know, what do I know? Taking the scene by storm. What do I know? Year one, year two. You know what I'm saying? But now, standing the test of time, dancing for 16, 17 years that I've been. Abstract one that hands down. And you have judges who, a lot of these judges, you take their workshops and uh, they teach you, oh, you gotta do foundation, you gotta be traditional, this is the real dance, blah, 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 blah. But then those same judges judge battles and give it to, oh, things that they've never seen before. So as a student, you're confused because you're telling me to do foundation, do this, things both ways, freeze both ways, do this, do that. And then you're gonna give the battle to a guy who just blew it up. You know, so like that's like you don't know what direction to go in as a student, as a young dancer, and that's really confusing. Yes, I mean, that's yeah. like, you gave us a solid answer. Uh, hopefully, the viewers out there can pick up on what you just said and uh, really dissect it and break it down. Yeah. Make up your own opinion, but I mean, he he didn't hold back. And we didn't mention the name of the judge. Yeah, we didn't mention there. Yeah, you really so you guys can care enough. But he's so, my. But uh, hey, can I say this one last thing? All that being said, he's still my favorite b-boy of all time. All right, moving forward. Next question. Most underrated crew in Florida history. Mm. Oof. Oof. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Well, um... I told you my opinion. Yeah. I mean, Which is hard to say. (laughs) For us. Yeah, I'm not even going to go there. But uh, I'll (laughs) I'll stick with my guns and, you know, and I'll, I'll give my reasons why. And, like, you know, I know maybe a lot of people won't disagree with me, but... I mean, I, I think I think Flipside Kings has been real underrated. They, they have fame, and I, I'm, when I talk about Flipside Kings, I'm not talking about Flipside Kings like now. You know what I'm saying? Like Flipside Flip Kings, Kings now. No, you guys have a the, the the crew now is actually traveling. They're 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 doing stuff. But the Flipside Kings where I grew up, I, I'll I'll say three guys in particular, man: uh, Lego, Rudy Goblin, and Zeno. And even Stride was around. Yeah, I was gonna say. Stride Yo, these guys me. were killing it. They weren't traveling overseas and stuff like that. But like, for example, I say that because no one in the world outside of the people in South Florida know who Strive is. You know what I'm saying? And I go to jams and I see Strive moves every day, every jam all around the world. You know what I'm saying? And also shout out to Hep's Fury who came up with Flipside. Hep's Fury is Flipside. You know, and uh, these guys, I'm talking about that generation of Flipside. Like, I don't think the b-boy world knows how much impact they have. I don't think the b-boy Whole, they, they know about KML, 
They know about Migas, but they don't know about the connection that Flipside King had with, with KML and Migas. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, the younger generation definitely does not. And, 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 and that's what I mean in that sense. I mean, people do know about Flipside Kings, but people don't really know the how much they've influenced the scene. They're probably doing moves that are Flipside Kings kind of, you know... Like you said, yeah, the other podcast, podcast, the podcast one. One. yeah, the podcast, <laughs> right? But yeah. they don't, but they don't even know. But you know what I'm saying? So I, I think that it, it's weird because they're not an underrated crew, but they, their they legacy like, uh, is underrated. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. those guys did a lot. Especially, I'm talking about like yo. You look at footage from Flipside Kings, like '98, '99, 2000. I remember there's some footage in at Pro Am 2000, like in the hotel, like. Lego and Rudy Goblin were on another level, and if you could watch that footage and you see where how everyone else was dancing in 2000, and you see how they were dancing in That's 2000, the big factor, yeah. yo, it's so futuristic. And like people, people are now are dancing like they 10 years later, 15 years later, are dancing like they were dancing back then. You know, like so. That's why I think they're kind of underrated, you know, because they they didn't get the the fame that crews like Grounds out of Florida that Skill Methods got, yeah. that Ground Zero got. They were more like, have you heard of Flipside Kings? Because they didn't really leave Miami, really, you know, except Lego here and there. But Lego started traveling, I think, later in his career. But prime time Lego, 2000, 2001, 2002, I don't think he was out in Europe. Too I may much, be wrong. You know yeah, but remember back then, back then no one was out in Europe that much. Uh, I may be wrong, but I think Lego's first ever overseas trip was in 2005 was ID. Wow. 2005, you know? I remember I was talking to Chiso about this because I told him that Rox was traveling before Lego and we did contact him and I believe that's the, the event that he said that he first got out there. Obviously in 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, not a lot of people were traveling. It was very rare. The ones that were were from like, Star Elements was traveling, um... Well, uh, the older generation, obviously, guys were traveling, like, mm-hmm. can't swim and those Tribal, guys. tribal, tribal, but, tribal. tribal but, but for the most part, the scene was still very young. Personally, I think Flipside, I mean, anybody in Florida, no, we all know Flipside. We all know, This yeah. is for the uh, new generation listening out there. But uh, let's go on. What do we have? All right, this next one should be interesting. Converse to the first, or the last question. What's the most overrated crew in Florida history? Ooh. Mmm. Huh. The double edge sword. We, go. we dun, have dun, one dun. and we have the other. The, the other side of the coin. Uh, yeah. I mean, as, as long as I get my chance to explain my reasons, absolutely. No, uh, you have to say it and we're moving on. Right? <laughs> nah, nah. Most overrated, I would say Ground Zero crew. Ooh. Shots fired. That's probably you. You just mentioned the most accomplished, probably as far as titles. And I think that that's what you mean in that regard. I that's, think that's why. Go ahead. Let, let me explain myself on. because. Uh, and that's not I'm not trying to shoot down Ground Zero I think Ground Zero is a dope crew they're a legendary crew for us I mean I grew up battling against those guys and they're I learned a lot from them as far as I think they're one of the best battle crews like they 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 battle like they battle they do their moves towards their opponent like they intimidate they talk a lot or they, but they try to intimidate you and I think you know that's one of their things honestly like but me growing up training with certain people like I don't want to shout out Skill Methods, but like I would see Abstract doing like some crazy, you know, 91 way reverse Halo the other way to other opposite way drill. You know what I'm saying? I'd see him battle and do these crazy moves. I, I'm, I'm like I said before, I'm not about gimmicks. You know what I'm saying? And I see, I, I just see the dance as like, what are you gonna do with your body? What are you gonna do with your body? Like I want to see a lot of moves. Like, and when I saw somebody like, you know, take their hat off with their feet, like. That doesn't stand the test of time to me. That's that's not really impressive. Like, are you breaking? That's cool. It's it's. It, I guess it's a burn, but in my personal preference, like, I'm more substance over hype. Like, I'm not about like you know moves. Like, I guess they were original. Burak, you know, sticking his shirt, his arm in his shirt, and doing a freeze on the elbow, and Exuberant was doing whatever he was doing. You know, what I'm saying like I, I whatever. You know, I, if that's your thing, cool. But to me, if someone is doing, you know, top rock, footwork, power, reverse one way, you know, 90 halo, freeze this way, reverse, like, they're speaking the language of, of breaking to what I see. That's what I want to see. I'm talking about the, over the test of time, I'm not dissing them. I think they're dope and they did their thing. They have their history and Roast the Most is one of the most epic jams, you know, props to them for that jam because everyone took that system of the 10 round battle and stuff like that. But... I just think at that same time when they were traveling doing their thing, there was guys like the crews like Flipside, and uh, if you compare them to one another at the time, 
maybe they were a little overrated, but they're dope. You know? sure. uh, to be fair, and just to clarify what you're saying, uh, you're not saying that Ground Zero is a whack crew. You're just saying yeah. that they they had so much success <laughs> that it, that the success isn't justified. Maybe a crew like Flipside deserved some piece of that and things like that. That's what Let's also remember this, and it was a solid point that he brought. It was around the same time that Benji was winning everything. So the judging, like we talked about earlier, the, no one knew uh-huh. what to judge. Yeah, that could be a, even a bigger, you know. You know, to me, real talent wins. So can you take them from back then, like he was just talking about Flipside, and people are doing their stuff now. With that same skill, can they really compete in today's era? I don't really know. Uh, I, I think it, it, it comes. There's a there's a lesson to learn with breaking going forward and standing the test of time that uh, style will generally. Last longer than moves. Yeah, style is surprise. timeless. Like yeah. you can still watch Kenny break from back in '82, and he's he looks now. amazing. Yeah. You yeah. can still watch him now. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I I always tell this, especially now. I always tell people it's, it's real breaking, which stands the test of time, no matter what. I just saying I don't like theatrics. I don't like gimmicks, yo. Like let's just dance, yo. Like like what are we doing? Don't, don't be. I, I, and I'm not saying that's wrong or right because you know there is yeah, no authority. To, this is just my humble opinion. I like I like to see someone just get busy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I'm judging you or, or I'm a fan, I, I want to give props to the guy who's just getting busy, not the guy who's stopping. And like an air chair hop is not a big deal to me. You know, what well, especially like, nowadays people can you know, but whatever. But at his time, he was playing with, with air chairs. This is what I tell people. Yeah, he innovated. Yeah, he innovated. Yeah. This is what I tell so people. Props to him. For and that. that that was innovative. But like for sure. example, there was a time where but I think one that move. If you did ten hand hops. That was the most amazing thing in the world. Uh, but it was me because I was ignorant. I didn't realize that at the time, individuals and other cultures and other art forms were already doing 200, 300, 500 and different variations. So it was my ignorance of not knowing what was good and what was not. So obviously, I look at breaking like that too. Real breaking is something that comes within us, something that you created. I can't go anywhere in the world and see abstract outside of breaking. There's no other person in the world that's doing what Abstract was doing because he was really creating something that was never there before him while some of these individuals who think they pioneer and they brought something new to the table in reality is that we were young enough and ignorant to not know that a lot of those moves came from different cultures and they were being better executed in their cultures and in their art forms or theatrics or sport or whatever it may be Uh, that's one one thing that I look into a lot Um, I agree with you I'm not a big fan of theatrics and things like that but I do respect different perspectives to the dance, and me personally, I learned a lot from Ground Zero. It might have not been exactly the technical aspect of the dance, I learned that from different places, but they were hungry, they went out there and they got theirs, and they taught a lot of people who didn't know how to battle, yeah. how to battle, yeah. and for lack of a better word, how to compensate for lack of other things. Yeah, which is, which is another thing too, and me, like, uh, judging-wise, like, uh... I like to see people battle. Like you gotta take it to your opponent. And I grew up battling and watching Ground Zero and those guys. Like yeah, they taught a lot the, of people how to. That's battle. the most intimidating group of dudes you would ever see across the line. You yeah, know? and, I mean, and they yeah. did. I learned a uh, real talk. I learned battling from them. And it's funny. It's just one last thing I want to say. Like uh, there was a, a jam last year that I, at the B Boy spot that I entered a little five on five. I forgot what it was. I think it was the mm-hmm. the new kids on the rock, whatever that we did. Yeah. I remember the first crew that we went out, and you know I don't really battle too much anymore. You know what I'm saying? But when I jumped in, I did my first round, and I'm a pretty aggressive guy when I dance. You know, and, and I'm barking, and I'm talking a lot, and I got up and I did my round, and you know, like I must have did an okay round, whatever. But people were like, after the battle, were like, "Yo, why are you so upset though? Why are you so angry?" <laughs> and I'm just like, "No, that's just the way. I, that's just the way I battle, man." You know what like, I'm saying? Is everything okay, Q? You yeah, they're like, You're right. Yeah, no. And, and I learned that from battling against like Ground Zero. The scene back in the day was rough, man. Yeah, yeah. coming out of my rough, and you were some shit. And yeah. like the kids now are like real on some like handshakey friendly stuff. Like we were real, like like yeah. we were really going at it. So and I, and it wasn't just in the battle. That's the one. It was thing. always yeah. In the battle, it just got very heated. Yeah, you weren't friends after the battle. Yeah, yeah. which is confusing we to me now. <laughs> <and like, laughs> that's a whole different yeah. topic. Well, now not everybody's playing panic. I will give props to Ground Zero on that. On the whole battle aspect, yeah, we battled them plenty of times. Man. They, they, they yeah. mean it and they want it, and I, and, and, you like know, cu- coming up in what the it scene, is. you that's knew you were gonna have to face them, and you just did it many, many times. They just beat our butts left and right. They were hungry. They went out there and they got theirs. And I guess what you're saying is they got more than they probably should have got from how hungry they were. In yeah, the sense of like that's the overrated aspect where people disagree. But anyway, um. No, I mean, I agree. Of course I agree. It's true. They they put themselves out there and you know what? People 
They kind of gave the blueprint for kind of going out there and mm. getting yourself out. Cocking maybe, but maybe not. Because in my uh, opinion, also longevity. Uh, yeah, longevity before is, is, a lot of people were. Yeah, yeah they started yeah, the whole trend. You know, and not against them, but I always think a male giving the male another penis, unless you're really about it. <laughs> That act, that <laughs> really I've it. never really, that went which is okay. Wide. It's legal if you want to do that. Hey, you could do that. You know what I'm saying? And it's cool. Anybody that wants to do that, go for it because that's your choice in life. But if you're not really about it, then why are you doing it? All right, all right. On that note, very good note. I'm just saying. I've always, I've always thought that. I've always that was thought a gem. that. You just dropped the gem. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Moving forward. Hmm. These are. Uh, hmm. I like to ask this question to pretty much everyone that's gonna sit in the seat. But who do you think is getting way too much hype right now? It could be a crew or a person. Just too much hype out there. Okay. Uh, uh. Who, who got props? You know what? Let, I, I'm just gonna go with the theme, like I said, of, of no gimmicks, man. Because I don't like that. So who gets the gimmicks? There was one guy that I've been. I haven't really even seen him in person. Uh, but I've seen a few YouTube clips of battles he won. I think it's that guy. His name's Bruce Almighty. Something like that. Oh, Bruce. And uh, uh, Portugal, yeah, momentum. I've seen him do stuff where he takes his shoes off and stuff like that. He got, he got, he got a lot of dope moves, man. But I like Bruce. Bruce is cool, uh, but I kind of agree with you. It's kind of disappointing. It's gimmicky. It's gimmicky. He's dope. He doesn't need to do that. He has crazy moves, and then, but then you're like, why did he do all that corny stuff in front yeah. of him? But it's, but will you say he's really that rated? I don't. I think in the last few years, Bruce actually. When I was out in Europe, I battled him. Couple uh, earlier this year, I think. No, last year. I battled him, and, and he, 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 he people know Bruce. People give yeah. Bruce a, a lot of clout. I think he's dope. Uh, he has a big name out there in Europe, and he doesn't. Him and his crew don't lose too much. I actually, I agree with you with that. I don't think he's the most overhyped, but I agree with you. And it's kind of disappointing because. He is really, really skilled. He could do something. But you know it's what I'm saying? It's almost like I wish he would meet Hef's Fury and hang out with you him. Know, like that, you know what I'm saying? That's he would be the best people like, in the world. It's, it's not like there's no talent, but i just not a gimmick guy. Like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to make the crowd laugh or something like that? I've just never been... I, I, I guess I just grew up more on some... Rah, like, yo, let's battle the heart. Like, I'm not trying to, like... Like show my personality over you and, and make the what am I a clown? Yeah, it gets very <laughs> like it gets very theatrical. We were battling them, me stripes of uh, flail, and somewhere in mid battle, he took his shoes off. His boy came and gave him his shoes, and then he started like using the shoes on. I forgot what they were doing, the but I looked over to crazy. stripes and I said, "Yo, it's all good. They stopped breaking. Exactly. We're, we're winning. They stopped breaking." And we ended up losing, of course. But here's, but here's, the, here's the major The crowd go crazy. The crowd went crazy. It was a show. It was a stage jam. The, the crowd was, yeah. was maybe like 10 B-boys in a crowd of like 500, 600. So the crowd went crazy for that. But I, I, I align with here's you on the thing. that. And, and if uh, the judges... Maybe, just maybe, you weren't in a breaking battle. We were not. At that point, <laughs> we were in a theater show. And that's the thing. If the judges are going to give battles to that, then people are going to, you're going to, they're getting rewarded. So they're going to keep going forward with their style and say, hey, and, and it becomes their identity. Like, no, this is what we do. And then if there's no authority on judging, there needs to be a fine line over like what's whack and what's not. If it's just the Wild West of that, then judging is, you don't even know if you ever won a battle. It, it was just your lucky day. It just, oh, I guess the judges just went for me today because... There's no, like, authority or no, you know, like, I, I don't know. Personally, I think gimmicks are whack. And once you start doing that, like you said, oh, he stopped breaking. You know, like, I'm here to, to dance. What What's the dance, man? Foundation, you know, what whatever is on the R system. Uh, once you're doing that stuff, like, you know, uh, it, it's whatever. Top rock, footwear, power, whatever. Once you start, like, putting on outfits or taking shoes off and stuff like that, like, what? What are you? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm not here to do that. Now we're not speaking the same language. We can't have this conversation anymore because you just jumped into some. I other think there's thing. a role for that within our dance when these guys do like the battle of the year showcases and things like that. Right, yeah, that's, a yeah, that's a show. Yeah, that's right. Cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, put on the show. That's what it's for. Yeah. You need to separate. That, you know, bro. you know what I think is what's dope about all this is that that it's simple. If we have focus here saying this, or if we have rock saying here. But it's curious. Curious is not a traditional quote unquote foundation yeah. people. He's you know, he uses his flexibility to his advantage. Yeah. He he does some stuff that some people might not even consider quote unquote like, oh that's not like mm -hmm. you know, blah blah blah. But it's dope that someone like him can actually come up here and say these things because now people get to basically hear his mindset as far as like, hey guys, look, this is what it is. Can I say something? Yeah. One thing on that, like even me, like I've been, you know, all my career dancing wise, I've been considered like an original B-boy. I'm not really even a fan of like being super original B-boy because you could, originality, 
that's easy. Like, you could just do whatever. I could come out dancing wearing an underwear in my head, and that's like, oh, it's original. Like, it's easy to be original. It's easy just to... If you have rules to something, and you have to follow the rules, and then you can create magic and create art within following the rules, that's where there's skill. But if you could just say, ah, I don't care about the rules, I'm just going to do what I want to do, there's no there's no difficulty to that. that, yeah, that I'm breaking because I'm doing it to a break. I'm just doing, and I'm just doing it myself and what I'm doing, and I'm original. Like, that's whack, yo. Like, I, I want you to be, like, I taught a workshop, when I teach workshops, I, I always say, like, I, I see breaking, like, there's a box. Like, you know, you have a box. But I want, I don't want you to go outside. Don't think outside the box. Think inside the box. Like, fall, like, dimensions, volume into that. Give the box volume. Because, like, thinking outside the box, you're, once you do that, you're doing something else. Like, there's no rules to it. If we could stay within the boundaries of this, if you could stay within these four corners and then create something within that, that's when I see the real art. That's when I see the real dance come out. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I don't give props to people who just do whatever they want and then say you're original. Rolling over the floor and they're all, well, I'm, this is original. Like, I mean, originality can how can, be you, how can How can you judge that? Yeah. Originality could be super whack. It could yeah, be really course. dope or it could yeah. be really whack. You know? Like, no, so, I, I, so I, people I, get away with that. Like, theory. oh, I'm just original. Yeah. And people are like, well, he's just dope because he's original. I'm like, no, you could be originally whack. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. You could be you could be fundamentally whack. You could be anything whack. Yeah. You know? I, I agree with that. I love the, the box terminology and the one yeah. thing that I say to people, I'm like, yo, before you even think outside the box, shouldn't you know what's inside the box? Absolutely. You get me? So come Absolutely. on, guys. Learn what's in there. Maybe you can even expand it. I, I don't know. Yeah. You get it's me? like so, drawing an abstract painting and calling it a landscape. You're, you're not... Yeah. Or like some people like to say, yeah. like, oh, you know, because I'm just telling my story. I'm like, I'm sorry. I get that you're telling your story. You think your story is original and creative, but I already read that book. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to get the reaction you want out of it because I read that book. You know? So uh, let's move on now. What do we have? Final question. Final we'll question. Sort of, uh, battle a lot of people in your time. You probably battle a few more as time goes on. Who would you like to smoke? Not today? beef. Smoke. <laughs> you don't want to just battle. Extra crispy. <laughs> you want to uh, demolish. Smoke them. Man, it, Torture. It, uh, I, I would say, not individually, I never really had any animosity towards anybody individually, but like crew wise, like always, I mean, yo, I, I would love to. Smoke skill methods, you know what I'm saying? Because like, Ooh. but oh, I don't even know what to say right now. Yo, but look, okay, coming up, and that's out of respect. Th- those are the masters, bro. Doesn't the student always want to beat the master? That's yeah. like that's my favorite crew in the world. You know Wait, what I'm saying? What? I don't think you guys. So you know, no, we can't. They'll always beat us. They'll always beat us. Coming up in Orlando, you guys were, yeah. and I was not my Monetti at the time. You guys were running into them a lot. Uh, well, yeah, coming up in Orlando, like when, when I came up, I mean there was there was a. There was a, a spot called Less Dance, like back in the day, and it was like they had like weekly, not even like b-boy, it was like hip hop jams. They stood there. But Skill Methods used to come up from Tampa every weekend because there was nothing popping in Tampa, I guess. Sorry, Tampa. Uh, and they would come up to Orlando all the time, and man, like I'm talking about my year one, year two of breaking, they would just lay the smack down, yo. Like so they would the, the, the one crew that I've been smoked with, smoke I smoked by the most in my whole b-boy career is Skill Methods. Like I'm like oh and twenty. Seven. Like, so Ron one eighty has never beat Skill Methods. You know what? But we've only officially battled once, and they beat us. But I'm talking the other twenty six times. They just unofficially beat you guys. like they should just come to cipher and just man, just just bank us. I, I always feel like we were the punching bags. Yo. Do you ever see that battle taking place? Um, I don't know now. I don't know now. You know, like an organized. I guess it could happen, but. Uh, Skill Methods still has a lot of very active. They got a lot of heavy. I mean, every, I would say, I would say they got a lot. I'm like, wait, no, they're all like you know, you know, yo. I would like to. I would like to. I felt the same way about Flipside Kings back in the day, but half half Flipside Kings is my 180 now. So, so how do you feel about that's that? That's another topic. Yeah, they want to move on from that topic. I can't no, 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 no. Props to Skill Methods, yo. You guys are the best. We got. We still got the Q and A. What do we have? I love you guys. Oh, the Q&A. Oh, yeah, 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 Q&A. I'm, I'm Come Q. on now. We got Yo, the Q. So we got Q. Let's get some A's going. <laughs> All right, so here we go. This is what I have. If your local scene has no ambition or evolving and bettering itself, should we abandon your scene? Basically, waste your resources on throwing jams, hosting practices. Who, uh, who asked and that And this question? is Kenneth Eddy, which is from Pensacola, I believe. Oh, what up, Kenneth? How did you pronounce What's the question? Evil. E-V-L. Like evil, but without like, you know? Yeah, so basically, again, if your local scene has no ambition of evolving or bettering itself, should you abandon your scene? Basically, waste the resources of throwing jams and hosting practices. If he's talking about... Should you not throw jams? I believe he's talking about Pensacola. Yeah, 
I've seen some dancers from Pensacola. They got something going there, and if you feel that way, you should take it upon yourself to make to a do difference. Something. Yeah, that's I'm your with scene. That. I mean, you know, like build it up, make yeah. it something special. Even if it is small, even if it is just a handful of people, build it up. You never know what you gotta build it. You gotta, you know what, you know what, you gotta make us go over there. You yeah. gotta make South Florida go over there. I've been to Pensacola. It was years yeah. ago, but you gotta make Georgia go over there. You gotta make Houston go over there. Pensacola is far, but it's not that far. Because I drive past Pensacola all the time when I'm going to Houston. Why are they making me drive to Houston? So make us drive there. How about that? How about you guys out there in Pensacola? Make it happen. You can't quit on your on your scene, man. Don't ever quit on your scene. Don't yeah, do they, that. they got something going. Yeah. There. So I, definitely, I definitely, I, I think you should keep hosting the practices. But you gotta remember, you gotta do more. You gotta try to do more. Try to throw that one jam that brings out a lot of people from out of your city. Mm-hmm. You have to do that. So that's my answer to that. Can we move on? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, shout out to Kenneth. Shout out to the Pensacola scene. Um, I love to you guys. All right, Kamar, Cyclone from here, also from Cyclone, Orlando. Shout outs. All right, let's see what well, he has. What advice do you all have for the younger, up and coming generation of b boys? What positives and negatives are uh, you seen within uh, with them in general? All right, positives. Oof. I mean, there's tons of positives. Positives is that there's so much knowledge going on everywhere. Like you know, we have shows like this now. There's a YouTube to learn from, not to bite, and not to like waste your time. Um, the scene is a lot more connected, so I would say that it's a positive, a lot of jams, but then at the same time, there's a double-edged sword. Everything I just said is also negative. Yeah. There's too much of everything. You know, you gotta, you gotta fiend something. You gotta love it. You gotta, I think our generation, one of the things that made us love it so much was the fact that it wasn't always there. So when that jam came about, we knew what we were gonna wear a month before. You know, we were hoping to see so-and-so there. Yeah. And not just that, we were also hoping to dance in battle. Like, yeah. Every time Orlando, we knew they were coming. All the younger crews in South Florida, we all teamed up and said, guys, no beef with us, with each other. We can save that for Dollar Jam. Let's battle Orlando. We even had a call for them. I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. now... You got, yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, just real quick. Uh, I, my, my advice for the, the young scene, is, especially, is that, you know, try to separate yourself to create an identity for yourself, man. And... I mean, the whole point of the game is to dominate, man. Like, I, I used to, like, want to battle unique styles all the time. Like, that was the point of going to a jam. I was like, I hope another crew is there so we can take them out and my crew is the best. Like, that's the whole point of it. That's the whole, my gang is better than your gang. Yeah. And that makes everybody better, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like the scene now, everybody's really friendly. I'm not saying you got to be at each other's throats. Like, it don't need to be violent. There doesn't need to be beef. But there needs to be a higher sense of competition. Like, and, and really stick for your crew, like... Like, stand up for your crew, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and make sure that your crew is there. Your goal is to dominate the cypher and to win the jam. And you know what? That's why that's why B-Boys from the same state should not be in two crews from the same state. Moving on. My point. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. Real quick. I just want to... You guys speak on the crew element. Happy bombs. Happy bombs are dropping. Because they're so happy. Because they're all buddy-buddy. <laughs> uh, more, more on individuality on individuality in terms of the younger b-boys uh, try to avoid being overly influenced and uh, developing a regurgitating style where you're just kind of um, you're kind of eating up a lot of the things you see and just throwing them up once it comes time to, to kind of throw down and uh, I think it, the easiest thing in life is to be yourself it's a, it's a surprisingly easy thing to do so just be yourself and don't be afraid to be yourself don't think that just because people do it a certain way or your favorite b-boy does it a certain way that you have to do it that way to be uh, to you know justify yourself or feel uh, so basically uh, in a nutshell don't bite that's one really last, one, last one last thing well, curious, ha- what do you ha- have, tr- have a trademark move just be known for something even if people don't know your name they see you walk in and go oh that's the guy that does that one thing and that's the guy that does that one thing like have be known for something you know like, something that you know solely belongs and, to and, you and that only belongs to you that yeah you do, that's you know? so dope I like but be that. originally dope not originally whack Alright, yeah, don't forget that. Okay? So he has another one. What do you all do to endure the most productive training session? Who's that? Again, Cyclone. He had oh, two questions. That's... Again, you know he wants to learn, so let's, uh, let's come up, Come up with your own formula and, and embrace it. And don't be afraid to practice by yourself because honestly, no. that's, that's where you kind of develop very... I uh, think in this sense, we got to tell him to stop practicing by yourself. All he does is practice by himself. How can you learn when all you do is practice by yourself? Cyclone, you got to get out there and you know what? It's good to see other styles and other people and basically learn their philosophies just to see if there's something you want to apply. Not necessarily to do so, but to learn. You know, in order to learn, you got to expand. 
Yeah, yeah vibe. Vibe with So definitely, friends, for everybody vibe. out there, practice with with people. You have to get out there. If you see that they're not your vibe, then don't do it again. But you know what? Don't knock it till you try it. So I definitely say... I think people. it's it's just having a balance, like a modulation. Yeah. If you're if you're dancing a lot by yourself, go out there and vibe with, with other people, people you vibe with. If you're vibing a lot with other people, don't be afraid to lock yourself in your room, throw on some tracks you like, even if it ain't breaking music, and react to the music you hear, see what you come up with. All right, here's another one. Ready, guys? For those that missed your uh, talk show at IBE, what are the main things we can draw from it, and how can we help? Uh, and hold on, because I'm reading. I have to. Okay, here it goes. How can we draw from it and how will it help us move forward at a global community? Oof. Okay, this is by Chas, my homie out there in Scotland. He was at IB. Shout out Chas. He represents. Um, it's kind of hard for me to say this right now because obviously I have to go deep in detail and want to keep it going. Also, I wasn't the only one on the talk show. It was not just my talk show. It was a lot of us. So I can't speak for them. But uh, one of the things that I feel we can keep doing is just, you know what? Even, even shows like this, if we really do become a, a weekly thing and just putting ourselves out there more, not for the skill, but for the knowledge, I would say. You know, a lot of people are going to be sharing a lot of positive input. When you look at YouTube, a lot of these kids nowadays, they're not really watching, like, the interviews. They're not paying attention to stuff that they should because it's the knowledge. I believe that in life, intelligence is what's going to take you the furthest. Even in breaking, you know, you got to know what you're doing in order to keep growing. Like, you really do. If all you want to do is be entertained, then you know what? You're going to get bored of it because everybody does, you know, and then you got to move on. So we can't have that. I feel that the younger generation really needs to educate themselves and take steps forward. Don't depend just on us, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you guys can do this too. Why am I not listening to somebody's podcast on a weekly basis? Why am I not hearing other people's theories on judging and formats? No one gave me a pedestal and said, Max, this is what you're going to have to do. I, I freaking, you know what? I'm proudly... I'm 100% proud of saying I'm self-made. You get me? If it was up to other people, I would have never amounted to nothing and I would have been quick. Ground Zero once told my crew, drop him out of your crew because he's going to accomplish nothing and he's going to put you guys down. They said that to my crew. Imagine if my crew listened to them. You get me? So don't just go in there and wait and listen. and No, go out and do something, man. You know what I'm saying? Get up get up and do something. Don't let the left... What is the, the, the lyrics by... Um, who is it? Outcast. Um, I forgot the song. Okay, I, I killed the moment of appointment. Get out there. Get involved. Do it. Make it happen. All right. Okay, here's another one. I don't have any more questions. All right. Well, I have them here. Can I? What are some tips towards throwing an event? And this is by um, Rampage from Five Crew Dynasty out in New York. Rampage. I think the best tip that I can give somebody into throwing an event, besides. The standards, make sure your flyer is dope because that is the presentation of your jam before the jam happens. Make sure you get, even above judges, a DJ. A DJ is very important. The most important thing is a DJ. After that is the vibe. The vibe, honestly, I don't even rank the judges that high, to be honest, because there's only one winner. Everybody else, those are the people you have to worry about. Make sure that they had a great time. And a great vibe, a great like energy inside the building, that's what gives that. The winners, you could throw the worst jam in the world, and if you pay them, they're happy. Um... So I would say that, and two, you know what? Promotions is a key, man. Do not, anybody out there that's listening, if you're throwing a jam, you need at least three months of promo. At least three months of promo. That first month, you're gonna have to get out there and convince all the out-of-towners to come out. You know, you're giving them two months to save up money. So that second month, they can save up their money to buy their ticket. Then that last month, they can save up their money they're gonna need while they're gonna be there. The locals, you could just promote that whole jam heavily all those three months. But that last month is when you really want to attack the locals because most people, if they haven't bought their ticket, if they don't have their car rental saved, they don't have those plans made, they're probably not coming to your jam, especially because there's jams every damn weekend, so they're probably going to their local jam. At least three months, I would say if you want to make an impact, definitely six months of heavy hitting promo. Promo is key, guys. Alright, that's all. I think we kind of hit the time limit. Alright, we hit the time limit. We got more, but we'll answer them on the next one. Yeah, we'll save some questions for the next one. Q, you have any shout outs? Um, yeah, man, shout out to my crew, man, my 180, you know what I'm saying, the guys who are, a lot of us are going to be here, actually, for the Red Bull BC1, so that's going to be cool. Cause yeah, Beast, we might have uh, Beast in the Beast, studio Beast most, Beast most coming down, so, you know what I'm saying. Another just, best and worst person. <laughs> I love Beast. But, uh, we all love and, Beast. And, uh, and shout out, shout, to out. My, shout out to my boy Kuso, man, long lost member, people, Kuso you know, fresh. A, a lot of big influence, so, so people don't even know about that, that dude, so Kuso, out in New Orleans, bro, miss you, love you, homie, um, and yeah, shout out to Kuso Fresh, the chef. 
Brooks is doing very well and he can still uh, smoke, smoke somebody if he has to, so uh, don't sleep. Michelle. And uh, Max, yeah. any shout outs? Um, not really, but really, yeah. Let me see. Uh, shout outs to everyone. Oh, first off, shout outs to all you listeners. Thank you guys. I hope you guys really do enjoy this. We're going to keep doing it, we're going to make it better. Um, Shout outs again to uh, Silverback Pro Breaking Tour, UDEF for taking me out there to IBE. Thank you guys for that. I really appreciate it. Uh, shout outs to, uh, I mean, to Red Bull because you know what? It's almost here. Red Bull BC1. I mean, yeah. it's, it's basically Red Bull BC1 month. For me personally, that's all I'm doing. I'm focusing on that. They're releasing the brackets. We'll talk about that possibly on the next yeah, show. They should be finalized. They, they, by they that should time. be finalized by then. So. I really think that event is going to be the biggest thing to ever hit Orlando. There's going to be over 3,000 people. Well, it's going to be big. It's going to be it's going to be awesome, man. I mean, I, I can't and wait. And on top of that, the whole week before, there's going to be a lot of like pre-parties. Yeah, there's going to be pre-parties. Like I mean, that. and like I said, it's, it's going to we're going to have pre-parties. It's event. not just the event. Yeah, the it starts week. Thursday. It starts yeah, Thursday for yeah. sure, but even that week we're going to have stuff within the city. Um, and just, you know what? Shout outs out there to the Florida scene, man. Shout outs to you guys uh, because you because you know what? Because Florida's the best. Pick the blog. No, I can't out. say that because you know. No, you can say that. Well, I can say that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I am from Florida, so we what am I gonna best. say? Of course, of course, I'm gonna say we're the best. <laughs> but nah, but you know what? Shout outs to New York. Shout outs to uh, Texas, the H Town, Break Free. Shout outs to Cali, Seattle, Chicago, Self Dex. You know, Jay Boogie, Peanut, all my homies, Minnesota. Can't forget about the Minnesota homies out there. The Minnesota cartel, Russia, uh, New York. Slovakia. Well, I'm keeping the U.S. You know what I'm U.S. all the way, America. You know what I'm saying? You can. Nah, let's keep doing it, guys. Let's Japan. keep going. And uh, real quick, Samoa. As, as Q says, shout out to my 180, my crew, and my other family, Flipside Kings. Shout out to you as well. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Sweet Technique. And also, Clean Fresh Air, one of my favorite crews in the world up there in Montreal. And another thing, all the music that you're hearing in the back with this podcast is actually produced by the freshest kid himself, Leo. So, wait, shout out wait, to what's him. going on here? Did, uh, why was this not approved by me? <laughs> what's it going actually on was. Here? It actually was. I haven't even listened to it. Yo, you gotta listen to it. It's, uh, it's playing right now. Yeah, you can't hear it. Folks. We can't be biased in this show. Listen, you can hear it. Yeah. Oh, that's that part right Not there. good at all. Oh, no, not impressed. No. Not impressed. Like, I feel like busting the By the way, anybody out there making beats, if you're not a musician, you're not really making music. Oh. Play you. Kills it with the beats, as you can hear. And uh, playing, if guys. you want to check, he actually, produced, uh, he actually produced an album that's on iTunes right now. For those of you who don't know, he probably will be joining us during the, the Red Bull DC one. So, am I getting kicked out of the show? Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> per player's request. Anyway. Shout out to everyone, yo. Yo, peace and love. Peace and love. Peace.